In the last few years, uh, many commentators, experts, have uh, stressed the importance of energy efficiency, both for climate uh, policies, but also for other issues like uh, industrial competitiveness, the reduction of uh, expenses by households. This is a very hot topic because we can combine technological issues, new technologies to achieve uh, energy savings with behavioral uh, improvements, with uh, change in behavior by people. In this workshop, what we want to do is to explore the role of energy efficiency to achieve climate change mitigation. And in order to do so, we collected a group of experts from different backgrounds and dealing with different topics from an enumeration of energy efficiency policies to financing uh, the investments in energy efficiency or to interacting, uh, to study interactions between other policy instruments. I can advance you that uh, the conclusions were that energy efficiency is crucial for climate change mitigation. And I invite you to follow the next uh, highlights from the main presentations to see more detailed results from our workshops. The IEA is very concerned about achieving a two-degree scenario, and we model a number of scenarios to achieve that out to 2050. What we find is that energy efficiency is the single most important uh, wedge to achieve significant emission reductions out to 2050, at 42% of all emissions reductions. To achieve this, we're going to need to effectively double the amount that we invest in energy efficiency from now out to 2035 and then further on to 2050. Right now, the long-term average energy intensity improvement has been approximately 1.3% per year globally. We need to increase that to 2.9% per year starting now out to 2035. That means that we need to increase the amount invested in energy efficiency that we estimate is approximately $300 billion per year up to over $600 billion per year by 2035 and $14 trillion cumulatively, $6 trillion of that being specifically energy efficiency. So it's a huge challenge, but it's one that we think we're compelled to act upon. I would like to explore the options that we have for policies and markets to interact and produce these outcomes that will not only make energy efficiency a staple of our energy systems, but also deliver us to a two-degree scenario. I gave a presentation today on the issues associated with implementing energy efficiency policy instruments. Um, I think that looking at all that we would like to achieve with energy efficiency improvements in terms of climate change policy, our policies need to be really a lot more ambitious. Command and control will be very important in terms of improving the energy performance in all sectors, uh, particularly buildings and industry. And I think that this married with good information and incentives to really encourage people to invest in energy efficiency will be needed altogether. The main objective of European energy efficiency policy is to drive reduction of energy consumption in all Europe, to achieve the multiple benefits of energy efficiency in terms of reduction of the energy bill and uh, uh, fuel security, energy security, and multiple benefits also regarding environment, climate change, and health. Um, the main elements of the legislative and policy framework of EU uh, energy efficiency policy includes the uh, energy uh, labeling and eco-design regarding the regulation of products, uh, the Energy Building Performance directive, directive that targets energy efficiency in buildings, and the broader Energy Efficiency Directive that sets a target of reduction of 20% of energy consumption compared to projections by 2020. There are concerns that energy efficiency policies 
will interact with renewable subsidies and the European Emission Trading Scheme to reduce the overall cost effectiveness of the climate and energy package. So additional empirical estimations are needed on those interaction effects, but the theory suggests that in the current situations there are not that much of a problem. For instance, energy efficiency policies foster emission uh, consumption reductions in areas where the carbon price does not apply, either because of a difference in scope or because of failures in the carbon market. In fact, we can expect large synergies between energy efficiency policies, renewable policies and the emission reduction policies. If we, talk, if we think in terms of targets, a reduced primary energy consumption will make 20% renewable energy or 20% emission reductions that easier to achieve. So there is a place for energy efficiency policies in the climate and energy package for climate mitigation purposes. An effective energy efficiency bundle will um, make all the energy efficient options available, will foster better informed consumption and investment behavior, and will make all the future long-term benefits from innovation or positive um, uh, network externalities available. Okay, today I presented the energy efficiency policy for the residential sectors. My presentation started with a, an overview of the existing policies, indicating that there are already a number of effective policies for the residential sectors, including standards and building codes, financial, uh, financial mechanism, uh, informations, and uh, voluntary programs. Uh, I also uh, highlighted as a key point the implementation of the existing policy in an effective manner in order to uh, reap the full uh, potential of this policy. Finally, I presented some innovative energy efficiency policies, including uh, the increased use of energy services, bundling together the supply of energy and the supply of energy efficiency solutions, the innovative financial schemes like on-bill financing and PACE financing, and finally, uh, the increased use of energy services. I also highlighted the importance of the sufficiency concept, uh, the idea to reduce energy consumption uh, with behavior or, or, or policy measure in such a way to reduce the overall consumption uh, at societal level. I also presented the concept of personal carbon allowances which could uh, somehow cap uh, the usage of energy at the individual or personal level, uh, uh, allowing a trade-off between consumption buildings or in transport or for other uses. So energy efficiency is a key element for a sustainable energy model and is gaining importance in the EU climate and energy policy. However, energy efficiency policies are extremely complex. I have been asked to participate in this session to analyze the research needs and gaps uh, to, for an effective and efficient implementation of these policies. And I have identified four areas of interest. The first one is an analysis of the potential and cost of the different measures to improve energy efficiency in all energy sectors. The second is to solve the market failures that explain the energy efficiency gap. The third is to find sustainable solutions to finance uh, 
energy measures that need support from all energy consumers. And finally, to find ways to eliminate the current price distortion between different energies. I'm convinced that research on these areas will help policymakers to improve and to define an intelligent energy efficiency policy that is key to achieve an energy model that is sustainable in the European Union. Since the beginning of industrialization, we have experienced a tremendous growth in transportation demand. Um, this growth in transportation activities has been accompanied by a shift from slower modes of transportation to ever faster transportation systems. Um, obviously, this uh, trend has also generated a number of environmental concerns, such as uh, emissions of greenhouse gases, um, that if no significant technological and potentially also behavioral change is going to appear, uh, may generate uh, serious consequences. So in today's presentation, I discussed two research papers that focused on ex-post evaluations of energy efficiency. Now, ex-post evaluations are important because we often pursue and pass policies that seek to promote energy efficiency, and it's important to know whether or not we actually get the benefits that these policies purport to deliver. The first project uh, looked at uh, building codes and whether or not building codes actually are effective at saving energy. And we found that, yes, in fact, they do. We found evidence that uh, the passage of these building codes in the United States and Florida in particular actually resulted in energy savings of electricity and both natural gas. So that's a good thing. The second project looked at um, uh, mar trying to estimate marginal emissions from uh, electricity generation. And you might think that that's a little bit of a mundane subject from an economics perspective, where economists are always talking about estimating marginal emissions or marginal changes instead of average changes. But it turns out to be very important in order to understand the, a range of different energy efficiency policies. The ones that we talked about in particular in this research paper were electric cars, and whether or not electric cars are good or bad for the environment relative to other cars that you could be driving, such as a fuel-efficient hybrid vehicle or a conventional car. And it turns out that the answer, in fact, which is often an economist's recommendation, is that it depends. It depends on where you're actually charging a car in the United States and the times of day when you're charging a car. Sometimes they can have lower greenhouse gas emissions and sometimes more. So it's important to have this information so that we can structure policies to make sure that we're accomplishing what it is that we're seeking to address. Behavioral economics questions the standard uh, economic model of rational, self-interested uh, agent with the unbounded self-control and cognitive capacity. This alternative model gives suggestions both for new policy instruments such as commitment devices or timely information linked to tips on which to follow up on or messages for environmental uh, conservation that exploit individuals desire to adhere to social norms. Not only so behavioral economics informs new uh, policies, interventions in energy efficiency, but also informs the design of traditional uh, interventions such as monetary incentives by suggesting that they are lottery-like, for example, or in the short term rather than in the future, or that um, in some instances incentives can backfire and uh, crowd out intrinsic motivation to conserve energy. 
so new behavior uh, research in the energy uh, sector should look into the relative effectiveness of different behavioral interventions, their welfare effect, heterogeneity of effects, and uh, spillover effects to other uh, behavior. We all see the intellectual appeal of energy efficiency because it refers to being smart. But at the same time, we all may have a personal experience that suggests that it's not an easy thing to do. And for instance, we almost all have at least once forgotten to turn the light off. Or another example is if we want to insulate our home, uh, we are not so sure that we can trust the contractor. So actually, energy efficiency performance depends on many parameters, my behavior, the quality of installation that I'm offered, and many of these problems are, are unobserved. And this can create uh, economic problems that uh, may uh, need to be addressed even if the climate change problem were completely solved, for instance, through a carbon price. So this is why, actually, we need multiple policies to address the multiple problems that energy efficiency creates.